0: welcome to podcast number 43 once again i appreciate uh, everybody taking the time to listen to these and i very much appreciate um the the donations i appreciate everybody um writing in and this is another podcast that uh, comes off the request list and it's one that uh is, is it's interesting because uh um as i went through and and uh, was looking at all the requests this is um i had quite a few requests for this one which is uh how to choose a riding coach, and uh, funny, how would I? Why would I do a podcast on this uh, and have you go elsewhere? But no, it's it's. Uh, I think this is a great thing, and I, I think as we all embrace proper writing fundamentals, as we all embrace uh, the correct techniques, it's just going to grow our sport and make things better. So absolutely, I want people to get trained. I want people to to get better, and uh, continue continue with our sport. So yeah, let's let's. Uh, let's get right into it and oh my gosh yep I do have another sponsor for this podcast look at that that's two podcasts in a row with sponsors um I think it's fantastic and again it's very much appreciated and and keeps me going uh keeps me going with this and uh this podcast is sponsored by track time uh, which is a Pacific Northwest track day company and uh, they do things uh, a little bit differently than some of the other um, track day companies where i'm up at the track days i hold classroom sessions and uh we basically have got classroom sessions that we do and uh, we take the theme of those classroom sessions and we can go and and, and ride and uh one thing that the this this company does is uh, they work um, a lot with uh, newer riders they also work with um uh, less people in the groups um, the days cost a little bit more money but uh, it's very uh, it's uh, amazing uh, quality uh, uh track time hence the name so, yeah, Alan and uh, and JD have been big supporters of mine. And again, I want to support um, the people that are supporting the sport and helping grow it and uh, and you know, show showcasing the people that there is a pathway to get better. And uh, that's also why this is uh, themed very well with with this podcast. So how to choose a riding coach. Um, this one is going to be pretty involved. so hang in there with uh, with a lot because uh, as I got into this as I got into the uh, the framework of this um, uh, podcast, it ended up being a lot of information and uh, I consulted with my my team, I consulted with um, uh, with some of the, my writers and uh, you know asked them as, as well what they what they thought about um, when when looking for writing or a writer coach or choosing a writing coach. So first thing, let's let's just get some of this stuff out of the way which is what, what does a coach do, right? What does a coach do? And uh, the the simple term is a coach helps you get good at stuff, right? That's what a coach, that helps you get good at stuff. But we need to go much, much further than that, right? What does a world-class professional coach do? And what a world-class professional coach does uh, is they work on developing emotional control by establishing the correct techniques. So yes, there's going to be some emotion in there, but we want to be driven. We want to be, you know, we want to be driven by our techniques. Uh, that's, that's what we're going to put into place. The emotion is what helps get us there, right? Helps us training and helps us getting those things, you know, built up. So you can access those techniques. So they develop emotional control by establishing the correct techniques. And then by establishing the correct techniques, that's where you gain emotional control. So I wanted to write that down. Is 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 realize that that that's what the coach is establishing. The coach also helps. Um, the proper coach also helps you love your training, love your sport. And again, I think you know when you look at you look at youth sports and you look at all these different things and you know why why are, why don't we have a um, uh, a a bigger um, width of uh, coaches available for our sport when you look at you know google volleyball coach google vo- you know uh, tennis coach and there's all these different things but in motorcycling we just don't have that uh, i think we're onto some really cool things uh within the motorcycle industry with coaching and uh as much as i would like to be selfish and uh you know uh, try to get everything for myself that's just not how it should be right we need to grow our sport and build our sport and i think. Um, The more we get people to embrace coaching overall, the better it's going to be. And that's also where if you look at the, we also have this, uh, the US uh, MCA being established, United States Motorcycle Coaching Association. That's part of their mission as well, right? It's let's get us to love our training and love our sport and develop a pathway for anybody that wants to ride at any level. So... That's what a coach does, right? Helps you get good stuff, and then it takes it a, a much of step further by by um, uh, developing the techniques and 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 learning to control your emotions. So you're thinking, well, why do I need a coach? Well, what we need is we need we need objective critique, right? So you know, even we have Valentino Rossi, right, nine time world champion. He has a coach. When you think he's a nine time world champion? He should be able to do whatever he needs to do and figure it out. If, if he can't objectively critique his own writing, then then who can? So we all need we all need the we need that um, objectiveness to be able to look at our writing and look at what's and look at what's next, right? And part of what I tell my writers um, when when I work with them and I, I do tell a lot of my clients is I will I will I will be friendly, but I'm not going to be your friend and the reason being is that when you ride with your friends, um, it, it's, a, it's just a different aspect, right? And friends won't, f- hold, friends won't hold friends accountable as professionals, uh, as, as much as a professional um, coach would, right? They're just not going to see the objectiveness. My group, even though I got filmed, um, uh, I got filmed a few weeks ago and I sat down with a couple of my guys and I went over my film right? So I, I still need to go, wow, I did turn a little bit too late there. I was a little bit of a lazy ass there. Um, I was off that apex more than I should be. Um, and then I can look at it as why. So we, we, all, we all need that. And one thing I want you to think about as well while we're into this is you know, amateur coaching. Amateur coaching, what it does is, it is yeah, it might, it might get you the first 10 or 20 or 30 percent, and there's nothing wrong with that. But amateur coaching will eventually limit your growth and it it really will lead to to either burnout or heartache or you're just trying too hard in the wrong thing what we want to look at is having you know world-class professional coaching and that what that does is it really does provide a limitless um path that that your only your only limit then becomes your desire and uh, it all goes back to you know having someone that allows you to love your training uh, and love your sport so that's, that's, that's just, that's just our entry fee for this. So when we start looking for a rider coach, I, I would like you to ask yourself a question. Are you ready to be coached? I mean, as silly as that sounds, um, I've worked with riders that, that want to be coached. Oh, you know, work with him. He's going to make you faster. Well, I go to work with them and, and I'm typically met either with arguments or, um, you know, contradictions. And I don't mind that. Right. I don't mind you know, somebody telling me a different viewpoint or, or, or somebody showing me something differently. I, I don't mind that. But, but basically what it boiled down to is they weren't ready to be coached. And that's something that I think you need to ask yourself is, am I coachable? Am I ready to be coached? And uh, if you are, well, then guess what? Keep listening so here's a here's a bunch of uh, thoughts that uh, um i put together and and uh, some of my advisors put together as well and i'll take you through these and and these are some of the things that you can do to to vet um the person uh or group or whatever it is that uh, you're looking at helping you out with your riding and and the first the first one is is what does your potential potential coach do for a living? And as silly as that sounds, you know this this is what I do. This is all I do, right? Is is work on my writing and work on my coaching and, and work on my craft and work on my technique. And what that allows me is it allows me to continually looking at new communication techniques and and ways to make the sport better and shortcut your learning curve. So if a person's not doing it as as a profession, right, is that compromised? And uh, I know a lot of guys that uh, have other full-time jobs. That can coach at a very very high level but i think it's worth noting you know asking you know what does your what does your potential coach do for a living and then we look at how long have they been riding and i think that there's merit in that as well is uh you know we don't want to necessarily go off well i've been riding for 30 years you know so you should listen to me but then again if a person's only been riding for a year then uh, you, you know there's something there as well so i think the question is valid on how long have they been riding I think asking them if they've raced. And while there's not necessarily, that's not necessarily the overall thing if they've raced or not, but there's a speed, there's a speed issue. And I like, I like one thing that, that um, uh, one of the things that we, that we talk about at the Yamaha school is, you know, you can, you can listen to the, you want to listen to the guy that's fast, but also doesn't fall down. You don't want to listen to the guy that's fast, but always falls down. And you'd also want to listen to the guy that never falls down, that's not very fast. So I think, you know, when I when I say have they've raced, what I'm saying is, is they can they run a pace enough, a high enough pace, a quick enough pace that allows all, the, all their techniques to shine through? So there's some merit there. And if they've raced, you can ask them, how well did they do, right? So you can look at it and, and, and say, well, gosh, you know, let's, let's see wh- you know, where your performance really is at. And then we can start to move on a little bit. Uh, and you can ask them also, I think a great question is, when's the last time they crashed? I think that's always a good one to put people under a little bit of pressure. And of course I have no problem answering that question, but uh, I think and, you know, asking that question, when's the last time that you crashed and why is also a good one. Uh, don't be afraid of that. So another question, right? What, why are they coaching? Why do they want to coach? You know what? What is it? Is it for the free track time, or is it, or is it to actually invest in their client and and um, and and make the sport better? So, you know, what or who made them coach? Ask that question. Another big question is, where does their information come from? And this this really was a defining moment for me in in uh, my coaching or when I started the pro- this process because uh I, I wanted to learn from what from you know what the best for world or best in the world were doing and that's where freddie spencer's came into play and when you listen to the freddies right and you listen to these 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 guys they never say i they say we oh well what we're doing is this and and what we want to look for is this and and the best thing that we have found is this and so that statement is an encompassing statement of what the best in the world are doing, what we, as a collective group, are doing, and I think that that's a big deal. You know, the I part of it is if, you, if it's if it's what I do, well, it's then you have to defer to what the, what's the best that riders ever ridden, what's the best that riders ever coached. And it may be at a very very high level there's nothing wrong with that but then you have to ask yourself do you want to emulate that specific thing or do you want to emulate what the best in the world are doing or what the majority of the best writers in the world are doing so a very good question to look for is the the i versus we and then another one to look for or talk about is uh is it advice or technique i have another great podcast on this and you can look at is it you know, there's a big difference between, uh, hey, going through turn two. You know, just go through turn two quicker, right? You just need to get the thing. You know, just just sail the thing there a little bit more, carry more speed and drive off harder, right? That's advice. Is it? We, what we're looking for is specific technique and specific technique that 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 gets you to understand why you're doing the things you're doing, and of course, giving you report cards form as well. So, I think that's a big. I think that that is a, a huge deal as well. Um, short-term or long-term, um, I think there's nothing wrong with having both. Um, I've had riders come up to me and say, look, I know I've got these issues. I am only concerned with, uh, the Friday before the race weekend practice. I need to learn how to get through turn six and seven better or whatever it might be turn whatever. And that's, what's holding me back. And as long as that expectation is set up front, then, Hey, that's great. Um, that's their short-term goal, right? Long-term, they may have other issues going on but let's establish short-term goal versus long-term goals. And if we can make those two align and we can keep inching, inching that alignment together, then, then fantastic. So short-term or long-term, I think that's something that's uh, also very, very important. Then we start to move into some of these uh, other aspects, which is uh, logistics, right? How is their where, where is, where is their training held? Um, is it held at a track day? Is it held a parking lot? Is it one-on-one? Is it two-on-one? Is it a group format? Um, and then depending on what you're looking at there, is the curriculum set up for the student or is a curriculum set up for the instructor? That's, that's, a, that's, a big, that's a big part. And when you really think about that, are they really taking your needs, right, your individual needs in hand? Um, and, you know, if it's, if it's like, well, if it's a group format and if, you know, everybody's doing things at a certain time or doing something along this way or not being individualized, then that's something that that's not working for your goals. That's something that you need to think about as well. So is the curriculum for the student or the instructor? I think that's also a problem or uh, something to take a look at. Um, another one, is there a follow-up procedure? Uh, I know, um, at least on the RIC days that we do, um, also in the online training programs that, that, uh, that uh, we have, We have a very extensive follow-up procedure uh, that goes over um, when we do the online training. It follows up um, very individually with the with everything that we do. So, ask and see if there's if if there's a uh, a follow-up procedure for that. So, another interesting one that uh, the question that came up, um, I've seen this before as well. We find students getting taught for what the coach needs. So, you know, the coach is whatever the, the latest flavor of the week is. Um, uh, they're working on whether it's, whether, whether maybe it's body position or maybe it's something that, you know, the, they was mentioned in the last MotoGP race. So let's make sure that it all goes back to what your needs are and, and following those report cards as well. If there's drills involved, how does the drill relate to the technique? And I think that that is really important. And this all goes back to understanding, um, you know, having your coach understand the sport. Understanding, you know, what they're trying to be able to to teach you, and how does that actually relate? Does the drill actually relate to your specific need, right? To the specific thing that's holding you back, and um, th- that that segues really great into is you know being able to identify what is holding you pr- uh, holding you back, and they've got to be able to present a solution to fix it, right? So there has to be a clear cut solution to make these things happen. So couple things that uh, uh, I want to I want to mention so I, I I talked to a couple of people about some of their experiences with um, picking a coach right so I and, and um, having uh, done you know motorcycle instruction car instruction uh, as well as some cycling as well you know we have to we I think it's good to get some uh, additional viewpoints on that um, I'll take a uh, I'll take a cycling uh, viewpoint of this as well right so uh, we look at um, uh, Kristen Hill, right? So she rides, and uh, she said um, she she wanted someone who was professional, that was invested in me as much as me, and I really like that statement, right? Someone that 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 um, that's as serious about it, and gives as much, right? As as uh, gives as much as themselves, and I think that was a great way to look at it. And also, what she talked about is someone who's not going to tell me. Uh, with they, someone's not going to say something that they didn't want to hear, right? She's like, "No, I, I want I want to be fully invested in this." And and uh, it's it sometimes it's not comfortable. That goes back to are you coachable? And uh, I know with some of the um, uh, some of the, the the writers that I work with on a very very high level, like you know again I'll use Jake I can use Jake Lewis or JD Beach as a great example, right? They're they're humble enough and they have enough humility to go. I don't have all the answers. Um, I'm writing at the level of my of my thought process, the level of my ability, and now I need somebody else to be able to figure that out, the rest of that out for me. Honestly, that's what the that's the mark of a of a, of a champion because the way that that works with writers is you yeah, have writers have got this incredible innate ability, right? They're just born with all these great natural skills and their their sign and their, their, their sight and their sense of speed and all these things. Then you have other writers and and honestly myself is included in that which I don't have that right so I've had to work on technique the writer that keeps working on technique will surpass the writer that has this incredible natural ability but doesn't work on their writing right the writer with the technique will surpass them just about every single time matt is a great example of that but it's the writer that has that natural ability that also works on technique right that also gets coached those are the ones right look at look at the look at the top level of moto gp you know look at the top level of of all these riders and you'll see that that they they need someone to be able to give them that that level and as writing as writing coaching uh, becomes more prevalent um i think that the timing of this is uh is is fantastic um a great thing to think about or one thing I'll, i'll leave you with on this at the end is, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot more riding coaching in, in the World Championship Series, especially in the MotoGP, Moto2, Moto3 Series. See a little bit in World Superbike, not a lot. Uh, we're seeing some more in Moto America as well, uh, and even on the club levels as well. So, Alex Lowe's, good interview with Alex Lowe's um, a few weeks ago, uh, was comparing um, MotoGP to World Superbike uh, since he's got now experience uh, uh, with both. And he says in MotoGP, they ride better. It's that simple, right? You can say tires, you can say bikes or whatever it is. The bottom line is they ride better. And, you know, coaching, coaching at that level, uh, it's not an accident, right? It's not an accident that that they're getting that input to go to those next levels. And the more precise our sport gets, right? They're all doing the same basic things. It's just different degree of application and making that, that, that degree of application even more precise. So there you go. Uh, what to look for in a writing coach, right? Well, how to choose a writing coach, you got plenty to think about. Copyright 2017, Ken Hill Coaching, All Rights Reserved.